Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. Welcome back to Woke Doctor Who. This is Eugenia. And Toya. And welcome. Um, Happy New Year. (laughs) Clearly. uh, We are out of (laughs) Oh, I was just saying earlier that because we do these monthly, every single time it feels like we're trying to get back into the swing of it and figuring it out again. Um, But yes, welcome back, everybody. Happy 2019. We're so glad to have you back with us. Yes. And if you're new to us, welcome. Welcome Welcome, to Woke Doctor Who. Be ready to get uncomfortable and mad with us. Be ready to laugh with us. And, you know, in many instances, cry with us because we've shown ourselves to be crybabies. We've already cried several (laughs) times today. But it was was the show's fault. It really was. And so, yes, we cried before we we hit record. Um, And as we record today's episode, we might shed a few tears as yeah. we bring up some things that I we've think loved. It is very possible that we will cry. <laughs> we'll we try not to set the tone for us crying today. We try to laugh more than we cry, yes. but uh, the tears do come. So, yes. okay, all right. So, um, so what we wanted to do today, now that the whole season is over mm-hmm. and we're not expecting new episodes until next year. Ugh. I know it's going to be such a hard way. <laughs> That's such a long I time, know, man. It's so tough. And especially, you know, we've been talking that this is one of the strongest and most, like, fulfilling seasons mm-hmm. that I, I can remember. Not yeah. I can remember, but in recent memory. Yeah. Um, you know, with this being both Chibnall and Jody's first season. Yes. Like, she, we're on a first name basis, let's say. I we mean, call you know. him Chibnall, you know, but we call Jody. Oh, Jody. Jody. It's just yeah. Jody. Um, and so, what we wanted to do was a season in review. And really, mm-hmm. you guys have already heard both, um, you know, us watching the very first episode. Yeah. You've heard our reaction actions to the rosa episode Mm -hmm. and you've heard what else did we do um oh yeah we did like a very like we're so excited about this yes yes kind of thing way at the beginning but um so you've heard our thoughts a little bit Mm -hmm. um but we wanted to finally go through the whole season with you guys and really give you guys our thoughts yeah yeah um and and to kind of piggyback on what eugenia said i really do think that this was probably one of the most emotionally satisfying um, kind of gripping seasons that I have seen so far. Um, I was saying before we hit record that um, David Tennant has always been my doctor. Hey, David. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and And so some of his episodes are among my favorite episodes. But if I had to quantify favorite seasons, this is probably the favorite, my favorite season um, from beginning to end 
that I have seen since I've started watching yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I've sort of put my, like, I've been thinking throughout this whole season, you know, mm-hmm. because all of us, especially those of us that are women, mm-hmm. uh, that love the show, after all of the backlash at the beginning, like, you can't even call it backlash if it happens before the season happens. <laughs> like, this the is pre-lash. The pre-lash. <laughs> it's the pre-lash. <laughs> The lashing out. The lashing out. I think that's actually much more (laughs) accurate. And it gives a great image around what they probably were actually doing. It was a tantrum. It was tantrums. It was tantrums across the board um, before the season even started. Like, um, so all of us women um, really, I know that for me, I really wanted this season to be good. Yeah. Just to be like in your face. Yeah, absolutely. And it was. you missed out on. Yeah. (laughs) So we were all so ready. Yeah. to be like we're supporting the show yeah. you know yeah. and even like but we didn't need to be you know yeah. and the funny thing is is we've talked a little bit about like the hidden things like the hidden movie that that um only some of us got to see the hidden messages behind things mm-hmm. um and i was concerned that there would be some of that this season but honestly it was just all out there and the only reason that you wouldn't have liked this whole season or Chibnall or the doctors because you really didn't want to like them. Yeah, exactly. And that, like, basically, you know, there are some times where I will think to myself as a black woman, like, if somebody doesn't like something, I think to myself, well, then you're just, it's just racial. It's yeah. racial. I feel the same way kind of about this season. Like, if you are a Whovian, if you're a lover of Doctor Who, if you're just a lover of good TV and you hated this season, then you just, you were prepared to be hateful right. towards the first female Doctor. Right. Like, that's that was really your goal. Your goal was not to sit here and yeah. watch TV and let it take you somewhere. Yeah. Your goal was to not like this show yeah. on purpose. You can't be a lover of Doctor Who and not have loved right. this season. You can't have loved, you can't not have loved seeing how they've expanded the character of the doctor, how they've expanded the universe. Like you can't be somebody who, who comes to the show and says, the point of this is that I want to travel throughout the universe and then say that you hated this season. Right. Yeah, like, there's no way. Like the, the universe has become so much more expansive in this season than anything that we have seen heretofore, I think. Right. And what we mean by expansive is that now people like us exist. We exist now. <laughs> and it's, it's, we, are threaded through this entire series now. Yeah. What are, whether we're talking about the writing, mm-hmm. the fact that we have women writers, black women writers, right. the fact that we have, I, this might even be the very first Asian writer. Um, I, what is Maybe his name? So. Vi, Vish, I forget. It begins with a V and his last name is Patel, who wrote the Demons, the Demons of the, of the Punjab, Punjab episode. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. It and is. then w- to have, you know, all of it being scored by Segun Akinola. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but we hope we are. We hope Sorry so. if not. <laughs> yeah, and like his like his score is stunning, so, so beautiful, stunningly beautiful. And to have that as the soundtrack to this amazing season, like yeah. we're all in this, we're yeah. all here, and we even if we aren't yet, we might be and will yeah, be and could be. Soon. There's room for us. Right. There's room for us that right. I. Did not necessarily feel before. I mean, I know somebody's going to say, well, Toya, there's been Martha and there's been Bill. You know, there have been black women on the TARDIS. And you're right. There have been black women on the TARDIS. But those black women were 
marginalized to some mm-hmm. degree. They were sidekicks. They were right. kind of pushed to the side. Their stories weren't told to the same degree that this season has really delved into some people's stories. Like the Demons of the Punjab was such a devastatingly beautiful episode. Eugenia and I want to do an entire (laughs) episode of this podcast on that because it was so beautiful and so layered and we really want to talk about it. But to see an entire episode devoted to Yaz and her family, but beyond that, devoted to telling the story mm-hmm. of how Pakistan came to be, of of imperialism, of refugees, of immigration, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's now room for a story like that to be told. And even though my story wouldn't be that exact story, it says to me that now in the universe, we care to tell the stories of people of color. We right. care to tell them and we care to be honest right. about them, mm-hmm. you know, and to really allow allow for us to exist in all of our humanity, to see our pain, to see our love, to see our struggles right. on film. If you hear uh, some soft noises in the background, I, being Toya, have gotten a new cat. <laughs> So you might hear Luna mewing or like, you know, kind of rummaging around in the yes. background. So just, you know, ignore the soft mews <laughs> in the background or the giggles as she kind of like butts up against us. Sarah is trying to keep her on the other side of the room. It is not working. Yeah. All right. Back, <laughs> back to what we were talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like Chibnall um, has a more inclusive view of the universe than we have seen before, yeah. than we have seen previously. And I feel like he's made room to tell stories that might sound like mine, that might sound like Eugenia's. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me feel different and as a on, viewer. Yeah, and on top of even us, you know, people that we want to know about. Yeah, you yeah. know, the fact that we got, for the first time ever – an actor with a disability yes. portraying portraying the an, person a, with that disability. yeah a character with a How disability was that? it was i i i was i was astonished yeah. like it knocked me on my ass to not have a sighted person pretending to be blind right just get a blind right. actor like right. it was wonderful oh, it was wonderful God. to it was see so good um so yeah like having us telling our own stories is mm-hmm. such it's such an important it's such right. an important thing right yeah Oh, okay. So basically, yeah, we like it. Yeah, we like it. We're good. (laughs) Thumbs up. Thumbs up. And so looking forward (laughs) to 2020. Yeah. The end. No, no, we have more to say. But if if you wanted to like you wanted the too long, don't read version of the (laughs) thumbs up. We like it. Very Come back so. next season. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and just start at the beginning. Okay. Um, with the very first, I mean, we already had the episode where mm. we watched the mm. very first episode, mm. The Woman Who Fell to Earth. So we're going to skip that one. Um, the next one after that was The Ghost Monument. Mm. So this one, I remember... So I'm a I'm a video game mm-hmm. nerd. Like not as much as my husband, which he always tells me that like, you ain't you ain't you ain't a gamer <laughs> all the time because he he is I'm absolutely not a gamer. Right. Well and for me, I know how limited my time is and how mm. many things that I do. So if I lose six hours to a video game, that's six hours I've lost to a video game. Yeah, Whereas my husband yeah. was like, I've lost whole days to it. Yay. Mine I can't quite be so yay about. Right. But 
within seconds of the episode starting and them ending up on that other planet, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's Destiny. So there's a video game series called Destiny. It's really okay. popular. My husband plays it. I've played it a little bit, except I don't really like first-person shooters that mm. much because they give me a headache. But um, so this episode, quite a bit of the design of it was just astonishingly beautiful mm. to begin with. Um and so, uh, and then on top of it, there is literally a video game plot where um, Ryan takes the gun and starts shooting the little, like, robot things. Um, and so, yeah, like, there's a lot in that episode for me to like. Like, I really, really did like that episode a lot. <laughs> Eugenia is looking at me crazy because I keep looking at this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry behind me. She is, like, beating up a fan. Um oh, crazy. Yes, crazy. Aw, she's she's very cute. She's very cute, and she's a Don't kitten, so she is. Play. We we want her not to jump at our, <laughs> our at our microphones. Please leave the the microphones alone. All but right, anyways, go away. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back, yeah, back to the episode. Yeah, and so this episode, like, it's a very much an introductory episode. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we get to see. I believe that um, one of the so the the plot of the episode is what was it that they were on a quest to win some sort of something. I don't know. They I had to remember. like make it to the ghost monument. To, like, win some award for their families that, like, were under siege or something like that. I forget really in detail. And so um, a lot of what is in that episode ends up being um, kind of about, you know, what it is to be <laughs> – what it is to be no, um, – what it is to be um, someone who is on the losing side mm. or has has um, undergone what it was – like someone else's war, mm. you know, like mm. that maybe, you know, I can't remember because it's actually been a long time since yeah. I saw that <laughs> like episode. It's so- uh, but like it's, uh, you know, I just remember like, you know, they both come from very poor mm. planets that have maybe, I think, what was it like the the plot was the Tim Shaw's people took over like their... I forget exactly. So, yeah, I forget. But when it comes down to it, like, I remember watching that episode and thinking, you know, we don't – for a show that has so much about war mm-hmm. in it and so much about fighting and, like, what it is to be races that are, like, embattling each other – or battling each other. Battling each other. And yeah. embattled. Um that we don't often see what that actually means. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, for the people, the real people that have had to... Who to, have had to bear the brunt of right. it. Yeah. I feel like that was like kind of a running theme. Right. Same. Yeah, the, kind of a running theme throughout. Like, what does it mean to be kind of the... What is... I don't want to say the fallout of war. Damage. Collateral damage. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, kind of to be the fallout of war. Yeah, right. I, I did mean that. Um and that is one like that's one of the big themes that I've kind of seen running throughout that it's not so much now about those who run to your rescue right. as it is about what does it mean for all of the people who are kind of on the outskirts of these right. big battles right. um and so i guess i've always felt like one of those people and maybe that is another thing of why i connected to the season so much because i feel like we are hearing those stories right Right. so now it's not just about the doctor kind of swooping in and being the kind of conquering hero or heroine in this case Mm -hmm. but it is about the people who 
kind of are on the fringes, the normal people and what it means to them to be going through all of this, all of the shenanigans that kind of, I don't think we've ever delved into that in the stories before. And one of the things that I was noticing throughout this season, and I wrote wrote this down, (laughs) is that it really showed that normal people can be brilliant and they can be weak and they can be resilient. They can be all of those things. And one person within a single episode can be all three. All three at the same time. And I think we we saw that with (laughs) like the resolution episode with with Ryan's dad, you know? And so I think that's one of the things things that we see like one of the things that i find really important about the show is that where we are now is not i need a hero anymore and Mm. that we like you know even as much as we reach out like clearly 90 percent of the things that we see have some kind of superhero now well right yeah yeah, yeah. like pretty much we are yeah because we're you know, and the last, the very first time we probably saw this was what around World War One. Yes, you know? and I feel like that's why. Yeah, exactly right. Like when we get to a point where the country, the world, kind of feels like it's in peril. Right. That's when we have these huge superhero right. kind of cultures right. popping up. And I, yeah. I really love that instead of just sort of like you know Doctor Who has always been that you yes. know that like I remember watching something a long time ago where they were like we don't have British superheroes and I'm like. Like and by British people, some sort of quiz show, and I was like, "You do, yeah, you have the you doctor. Have doctor Who." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just remember being like, "You're wrong," um, but like, um, I love that it almost kind of told like an alternate story, mm. like you know the. You can't just be waiting for the hero to come save you. Yeah. Sometimes the hero needs you exactly. to help save everyone. And that's some there's that's something, isn't it? So now that the doctor is a woman, right? The first time we see the doctor being a woman, all of a sudden, instead of having the conquering hero that kind of gallops to your rescue, yeah. we have a much more collaborative effort yeah in the saving in each episode you know it's not so much just the doctor kind of saying it's saying stand aside and i will zap you know everything the project manager it it really does kind of feel that way though doesn't it like you know she's kind of like i have this team and i'm kind of going to be and i saw that in in like the witch episode where she was she was the what was it the witch master general yes. the witch finder general I kept calling it the the witch meller persuivant which <laughs> is a thing from Black Adder like this old show with that had Rowan Atkinson in it oh, that I love oh. love 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 watched for years there was an episode in the first season where they have a witch finder or witch hunter um, called the witch the witch meller persuivant and I kept thinking that that was what this was I, now I have to see that yeah it's um, so funny but yeah just even seeing her and being demoted to mm-hmm. being the Witchfinder General's assistant. Assistant. Assistant um, to the... the assistant to the Witchfinder General. <laughs> um, I, I do have to say I really, really loved that episode. because Because Alan Cumming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... But yeah, that is kind of how it feels when when Graham said, "Uh, we're kind of much more of a flat structure. Everybody has their own. <laughs> everybody has their own um, job." But they did feel like that. The TARDIS more flat, stru- more flat structure. Um, the TARDIS team really did act like a team. I mean, of course, we always know that the Doctor's in charge. The Doctor knows more, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
But this time around, it has not felt like the doctor kind of belting out orders and people following it or the doctor saying, stand aside. Because while I'm I do clever. This. Right. Because I'm as clever. As we love him. Be- because I'm clever. We love you, but still, right? <laughs> um, Tenet was such a Ravenclaw. Yeah. And, and Jody is so much more Hufflepuffian in the yes. way that she leads, which is much more with a, you know, this is a place of love and we can do this together as yes. a family. Yes. <laughs> you know, we work as a team. Um, and I have loved, I've loved that. I've loved that it feels like a much more collaborative effort. Yeah. Um, this season. I keep having the image of, um, I don't remember what even the context was, but someone was like saying, why should we listen to you? So uh, like, you know, cause I know what's best and them saying says who and Ryan Graham and Yaz going says us. Right. Like right. I love that Yeah, because this is what good leadership it looks is. like, yeah. you know, and that you don't have to make your, um, your team like follow your orders yeah. by, by inculcating them in, Re- in yes, there by yes. making them rehearse that they, follow because they have the same vision as you Mm -hmm. and because they believe in you and they believe in each other and i love that we're seeing such a great example of what a good team and it's clear she believes in them right like she sees what their gifts are um and where they are strong Mm -hmm. and and makes use of them in that way and that's what good leadership is it's to make the other people who are working with you feel very secure in the jobs that they do right um and so so they're kind of saving the universe together and mm-hmm. I really love I love the way it's gone right. this season. I really hope I know that Jody is definitely coming yes. back. I really hope that all of the TARDIS team I think they are. has been verified to come back. Yeah, we'll um, see. We'll see. Yeah. Because like none of them have like big enough careers yet to yeah, really I've never like, heard or yeah. seen of any of them yeah. outside of this. Which um, is not is, you that's know, not a bad thing I, at no. all. <laughs> we want them to stay yes, but we, we also want, want them to be successful. Oh yeah both. I do. I, I so. would hope that this will kind of propel them. I, um, I love them all. It worked for Clara. Yeah, it, no, yeah. <laughs> she's become a big star. Since. Yeah, it's true. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that they all get their kickstart from yes. this. But I'm hoping this is not the only season that we get to see them right. as a unit because I feel like there's so many there's more so stories strong. to tell. Yeah. And it really was a strong. It was a strong unit, and I want to. I want to get to know Graham more. I want yeah. to like Graham more. Um, we'll kind of get into why he's bothered me right. a bit but yeah. um i don't know that it's him the actor or the character so much as it's where the story right. has gone but so let's let's um yeah. get to the next so okay so the next, next. episode because we've already talked about we had an episode about rosa mm-hmm. so you you know our we've thoughts done about rosa. that yeah <laughs> and so the next two episodes um we have arachnids in the uk mm-hmm. um which let's talk about that one because like so one of the things about that episode is a lot of people were like, because it's spiders. spiders. And a lot of people don't like spiders. I disagree. You like, like spiders, I huh? Do. Well, okay. So I used to, when I was a biology major, one of the classes that I had to take was um, entomology, and I got obsessed. Oh. Um, and so I really like bugs. And, you know, I know arachnids are not insects, but um, they're all kind of in creepy the same realm. Yeah. Like creepy so crawlies. I like creepy yeah. crawlies. I just do. Um, and so... So I didn't mind the episode. At some point, my husband, my husband is always getting on my case about this because I think very many gross, like insectoid-y things are adorable. Are cool. Yeah. yeah. And and so there was a there was a um he he doesn't like spiders. And so there was one that came dropping down a hallway and he just looked like a teddy bear. And I went, oh, and my husband was like, Aw. <laughs> You're weird. 
you're weird, Gina, and like left. That's and I was okay. Like, okay. That's okay. <laughs> I like them. And so, funnily enough, in the episode, we also have a woman of color who I believe is of some kind of Asian descent. I can't okay. really remember. Um, who is an arachnid the expert. Arachnid expert. And I'm yeah. like, see, see, I'm in the show now. It's me. It's me. <laughs> she has seen herself in the show and herself is in love with Creepy Crawly. Yes. <laughs> I am not a person who fears spiders. I don't say that I particularly love them, but um, I'm not afraid of them. So they don't really bother me. (laughs) But, but the important thing about that episode is that for the first time, we see someone who knows more about the doctor because the doctor, yes, is infinitely old, has been everywhere. And so she knows more than everybody, right? Knows more than everybody. But you have to understand that it's most likely to be kind of cafeteria style, you know, like a little bit of everything. everything and so there's still room for expertise even with the doctor there and so why not you know why wouldn't a you know earth arachnid expert know more and be able to help this situation yeah, more than the doctor, would. Than the doctor herself yeah. would and again seeing the doctor herself that just makes isn't me very it nice happy. to be able to say she yes. when we talk about the doctor yes. i don't think i'm gonna get over that anytime no, soon um but again Again, that is just another way that this season has said that the doctor is not, does not have to be the center of everything, isn't always the center of everything. And, and actually it says something about heroism, right? Mm -hmm. That you can be a hero without always being the person who knows the most about everything. Right. And I think that it kind of opens it up a little bit. It like the doctor doesn't have to be. The, like perfect in order to be clever you right. cannot know everything even in oh we haven't gotten to that episode yet i want to talk about it though okay um, i mean we'll get well I'll, I'll actually say that when we get okay. to it but when we get to <laughs> kind of the the parallel universe episode um she actually kind of makes a, a speech um about that saying that I, i've been through all throughout the universe and there's still so much i don't know there's right. so much i haven't seen you know um but to have that one woman of color be the one who is like oh i know way more about yeah. this than you yes. do you know and that that is a kind of a cheering moment yes. you know for those of us who are the I women of color watching l- so literally yeah. went yes, yes! <laughs> So yeah, that is something that that we could cheer. We're going to be cheering throughout this episode. Like, yes. <laughs> All right. And so, and also with that episode, we meet um, Yaz's mom, who just yeah. seems like such a sweet she's so woman. Yeah. She's so adorable and she's so lovely. And it's so oh, that guy. And it's so funny that is uh, Mr. Big in that episode that Chris Noth was Chris in that Noth. episode. Like what? How? Okay, I just have to say. Does that dude age? Because he looks exactly the same. <laughs> I, just I had with different such, hair I had color. Such a crush on him back in the day. Yeah, I, I think I'm over it now, but I did. I had such. a Yeah, so he played a Trump yeah. that hates Trump, huh. like a Trump type <laughs> a Trump type dude who hates ha- Trump. who hates Trump, and now is trying to get into politics, which is very interesting in the realm. Like you know, it's funny because what was it? The episode before that mm. was the Rosa episode, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it was an episode about the U.S. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. really know what they were talking about. Nah. But <laughs> the funniest thing is that, you know, being uh, American mm-hmm. and interacting with politics and interacting with people and looking at the whole political, like, landscape right now, the idea of 
the barriers to entry uh, into politics being mm-hmm. completely gone now um, is very interesting. And that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, that episode kind of did a good job presenting because yeah. the guy, he was going to be running for president because he wanted to show that he could beat Trump. Yeah. Uh, but even that, I mean, I, I guess, well, this is not a. I was going to say this is not a politics show, but absolutely it, it totally is. is. It is like, absolutely it is. Um, but <laughs> like <laughs> the politics are personal. Yeah. You know, politics are personal. Um, but yeah, the barriers to entry um, have fallen, but I think the barriers to entry have only fallen for white men. Yes, I will right? say, but at different levels, though, because, yeah, you know, yeah. we are seeing right now, um, like, one of the, the moments that, uh, so, like, this has been a great moment for women of color mm-hmm. in Congress, yes, you know, yes. so we have um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yes, is yes. kind of, like, leading the charge of being a young, a young, a young Latino woman, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then we have Rashida Tlaib, and yes. I forget the, the other woman who has an immigrant history, too, oh, God, what is her name, Alan Omar, who, ugh, love, oh, so, yes, yes. yeah, she's yeah. so beautiful, she is actually very she's beautiful, so <laughs> But anyway, so like we're seeing that image of that picture with all of them standing. Yes. Oh, it makes me so happy. And so like, you know, um, we're seeing. Yes, we are seeing that that some walls are coming, you know, they're coming tumbling down. And even now today with the announcements of um, Kamala Harris Mm -hmm. um, throwing her head in the ring for president in 2020 and so forth. So, yeah, um, we're chipping away at the barriers. It's not a wall. It's a steel barrier. (laughs) (laughs) We're starting to pull stuff down. Um, As Eugenia giggles with glee. (laughs) Because, you know, you can get through a steel Man, (laughs) if a woman of color becomes the president, our heads would probably explode. Like, we would have to skip. (laughs) Yes. We would have to skip a month of podcasting (laughs) to catch our breath. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, back, 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 back. Okay, anyways, anyways. Yes, okay. So, uh, moving on from that episode, Mm. after that, we have the... Took me forever to pronounce it, and I still can't get it right because I do not have a Northern British accent. But the Saranga Saranga Conundrum, Saranga Conundrum. It's the one. Okay, so I really loved this episode, mm. and it's an episode that um, I haven't actually rewatched any. Oh, so I've rewatched which ones? Re- rewatched Rosa, rewatched mm-hmm. Demons of the Punjab, mm-hmm. and I can't remember. There's a third one that I rewatched. Oh yeah, I rewatched The Witchfinders right away because I'm obsessed with Alan Cumming. Well, I love, but anyways, I love, him. love him. Yes, but uh, the Saranga con- uh, conundrum is one that I want to rewatch because mm. the Pating is, I think, my favorite um, monster ever. Now, like, because we have, it's like, it's like, uh, okay. So I want to just describe a Pating, and those of you that listen to this podcast that have seen me before will probably go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the rest of you. So I am. So you're actually shorter than me, but I'm five three. I'm. I'm. Yes. Um. And I'm. Shorter. I'm kind of round. Um. <laughs> I'm really. Uh. Pretty often angry, and I'm almost always hungry. And so I, within this episode, ha- found an instant affinity to this little pating monster, which is this tiny little angry thing with these big, round, adorable eyes oh, and God. jagged teeth who eats everything and wants to attack everyone for the things that he might be able to eat, which is metal. And so I now even, like, my little, like, Gmail, like, icon is a pating. No, it is not. Yes, it is. 
cute. Now you identify with the monster. So, so cute. So, yes, I super identified with that monster that destroyed that ship and got, like, a dude killed. But it's okay because he's really cute. It's okay because it's my favorite monster is still a Dalek. I feel like a Dalek, actually. Like, like I am just a little trash can of fury. (laughs) Who just screams at everything. So we now both have our mo- we, do. We, have our, we have our spirit monsters from Doctor Who. Like the Dalek has always been my spirit monster. Like I'm like I am a Dalek. I'm a tiny little thing that's like furious all the time and just wants to shriek at the whole world. <laughs> and a sass mouth. Yes, I think that's accurate. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> although I think my favorite monsters are now not actually the monsters. It's from the ones from the Demons of the Punjab. Oh, yeah. But they're oh, not monsters. They're not. We'll get to that we'll get about to that how one. the monsters yes. are not monsters. But, but anyways, yeah. yeah. So in the Tsuranga uh, conundrum, we see this crew manning a med- medical ship. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of sort of like... It, it really feels like a ship of representation because we have um, a pregnant, a pregnant gay dude, right? Uh, like a pregnant man. I almost, I almost yes. snorted. <laughs> ship of the ship of <laughs> so we have a dude. So we have a dude. We don't know what his race is, but he is a man who has a male partner. Mm-hmm. He's male who has a male partner, right? right. Um, and he is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so he's on this med ship, medical ship, because of that. We have not the first pregnant dude. On no, Dr. not Who, the very though. first, though. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then um, we had it's crude. I can't remember one of them. So there's a girl who is definitely she's not human looking, mm. right? I think she. I can't remember. I can't quite remember. But then there was a man. There was a, a person of color guy who's like the head med tech or whatever that ends up getting killed Mm. and then on the ship we have apparently the most brilliant pilot who's ever existed who is also another a woman of of color color. (laughs) yeah and then her brother who is a a likewise brilliant Mm. engineer Mm -hmm. um who is apparently the black sheep of the family because he's not as brilliant as As his amazing sister um and so nice though I love it. I love it. The sister is more real. I love it. <laughs> I think you connect to this in particular because you have a younger brother. I do. <laughs> Who would probably say the same thing. He would probably say, yeah, I've been the black sheep because y'all, my, my sister was the star. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's like I feel a little spiritually connected. Right. So, yet again, we have brilliant people yeah. that the doctor meets, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the scene where... Um, you know, they're talking, they're trying to, you know, and you, one of the things, too, that I think is really great that we saw this season was letting people talk. Mm. Um, because I think that, uh, you know, they talk to the pregnant man mm. and they're like, you know, you don't want a baby? And he's like, well, I'm kind of young and I don't really want to be saddled with a baby. Yeah, yeah. And like all of this kind of stuff that's, you know, really important to mm-hmm. see, you know, yeah. to to know enough about the people around you. Yeah. To yeah. care about them. Yeah. You know, because you want to care about this ship yeah. of people that might crash, you know, and you don't want to just care about the people that are the main characters of yeah. the show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I, I never thought about that actually, considering that there has been much more room for talking. I, I put down in my notes 
that this felt this season felt less like an adventure show right um where you know like an adventure movie or an adventure show it's just kind of going from one crisis to another and there's lots of explosions and you know run you know which is what we always associate with doctor who and much more about the stories of the characters the people in the episode that have some adventure thrown into it and And so i guess that is what that is yeah you're you're hearing them talk and you're learning about them right caring about them and i think this is something that of all the companions when I think back I think that Donna did the best you know where she took care to talk to everyone and get to know everyone and befriend everyone Mm -hmm. like I think that um uh Rose very much showed that she was interested in people but it was much more of like a like I don't know. It felt very different than what Donna did, which yeah. was to really deeply connect with people. Yeah. Even from her first episode with the Pompeii. Um, yeah. Well, I don't it's- remember if that was first or not. But the Pompeii episode, seeing her connect with um, Agatha Christie mm-hmm. and all the people around her and, like, the fact that we got the um, the Dr. Donna friend or whatever yeah. it was, like, um, uh, like – you know, I think that this season kind of, for me, harkened back to the things yeah. that were so great about it's Donna's season. something she taught the doctor. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so we always think about each um, next phase of the doctor as being built upon the ones that came before it and what the doctor has learned in each of the doctor's iterations. Right. Um, and I've always kind of looked for that through line with mm-hmm. all of the new doctors. Yeah. And I do feel like that's something that this this doctor, the first time we see the doctor as woman, that the doctor took all of those things and has kind of amalgam- amalgamated them right. and really is caring so much more right. about the people whose lives she touches. Right. Um, and she even says that, like, I have loved more. I have lost more. Like, just seeing her really wanting to connect Mm -hmm. with all of these different people, you know, families, villages, whose lives that she touches. It feels so much more, it feels softer. It feels more emotional. Um, Yeah, there's, there's a difference between what a woman sees as being a hero and what a man. Right. And, what a and man you know, see. I could write, you could write a whole paper on it. No, seriously. <laughs> Cause like, you know, um, the idea that we get to really see um, the interaction between this brilliant pilot and her mm-hmm. brother yeah. and how both of them need to sacrifice something to help yeah. save them, you know, yeah. like, and how much the doctor and her team by extension really cared yeah. to understand who they were and understand what they meant to each other and understand the situation and like, that they understood that they're sacrificed. Because that's one one of the things that I've always wondered about the Doctor is that Hmm. there's only a few instances I can remember that the Doctor has really been upset at another character's sacrifice, Mm. you know? Um, One of the examples that immediately comes to mind is in The Voyage of the Damned when I think her name was Astrid, right? When um, yeah. Kylie Minogue, yes, Kylie Minogue. Um, sacrificed herself <laughs> yes, to, to yeah. kill the um, to kill the bad guy, you know, and the loss that he felt from that. Like she wasn't going to be, she wasn't the companion, right? And she was not going to be the companion right. thereafter, obviously. Yeah. But like that, he really was upset by her sacrifice. That, yeah. you know, um, and so what, um, and so like I, the times that I actually remember. There being any f- regret or a loss yeah. um, of someone 
who was not a main companion making a sacrifice that have been very few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this season just felt so much more full of families. Yeah. Um, and about the interactions among families, the things that you, <laughs> that you lose, that you give up in a family. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that really has struck me this season. I'm a very family-oriented person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, seeing that most, if not all of the episodes had something about family interactions yes. in it with me in them has also stuck with me. It's also yeah. one of the reasons why I've loved it so much. Right. Um and it it's another it's another way of showing the doctor having a family like we've seen the doctor have a family when matt was on the the tardis with amy and rory and river um at different points but this feels much more kind of tight and familial for some reason um and maybe it is because two of them are actually related and that yaz and ryan already knew each other and all that kind of stuff but it does it feels much more it feels much more family oriented. Right. Well, yeah. and also because we we see the family the family concept echoed outside yes. of them as yeah, well. Yeah, because you know, and they are um, actual families. Yeah, like you meet their in, actual families, right? In every single one of the the episodes that we've even discussed up to this point, you see family. Yeah. So yeah. we saw um, what was it? Even in the ghost monument, like they were in, like at least the woman that was uh, competing for this prize was doing it for her family. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, there was talk about that. The other dude that was like kind of a Han Solo kind of character. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need anybody. Um, I don't remember if he had a family that he he spoke of, but yeah. the woman definitely did. We saw Yaz's mom. Yes, we yeah. saw um, and her sister. This, and her yeah, mama. yeah, yeah. And we saw the this brother and sister. Yeah. We saw literally someone you know um, on the cusp, or like you know, someone pregnant on the mm-hmm. cusp of, of having, having a family. family yeah. You know, like we we see the family not just within the companions, but echoed throughout the show. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's so a beautiful well, thing. Yeah. It's really a beautiful it's, thing. It's, like knowing the doctor had seven grandmas, and yeah. I'm like, how do you have seven? I'm gonna figure that out. Yeah. Like, how do you have seven grandmas? <laughs> Step ones, maybe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So moving on uh-huh. to talk about actually my favorite episode of the season and um we're we're trying to do we're we're okay so we so the next episode that we're talking about is demons of the punjab and Mm -hmm. i know that we've had a couple followers that have said oh i want to hear your thoughts Mm -hmm. for me i'm not comfortable doing an episode about this because this is not my story yeah um this is not either of our either of our story yeah um so you know we if we can find the right person we i just have actually have someone in mind um to to come here and talk about it because yes. while we can talk about what the episode felt like to us to yeah. watch it without having this be part of our family histories because yeah. it is a part of history partition yes. of um, Pakistan and India, and India. is a, a part of our it's friends' history, histories, yeah. you know, yeah. like people that we know have this in their history. Yes. And yeah. I think that we would be, um, it would be uh, an disservice. oversight yeah, yeah, of ours if we didn't let them talk about their own history. Yeah, and and I agree. Like, we, of course, can, and it, it probably was my favorite um, of the season as well. But we can, we can, of course, talk about how it resonated for us emotionally and what we thought about it. But it would not be the same 
um, as talking or hearing from someone whose family was directly affected um, by these events. Right. So, you know, for Rosa, it made sense because mm-hmm. I can talk about right. what it means to be black in America. Eugenia can talk about what it's like to be a person of color in America and how we experience those things. Right. But we do want to make room for people whose stories these are to tell their right. own stories. That's really what that's inherent to what we do here at Doctor right. at Woke Doctor Who mm-hmm. um, is to say that we all should be able to tell tell our own stories. So um, that's just to let you guys know that even though we'll you know we'll say our little short stuff about what we think um, as part of this wrap up, that if we do an in depth. Um, episode on demons of the Punjab it will be because we have found somebody who whose family has this as part of their story right. and and will be able to come on yep. and talk with us yep. about it absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. we don't want to overstep and dig into stuff yeah. that isn't our story no. to tell and that is so. not our way either yep um but yes so demons of the Punjab mm-hmm. ugh, so ugh. it was devastatingly beautiful it, was it really so was. stunningly beautiful and the pieces that really resonated with me um for you know this this was a very emotional like this this episode made me very emotional um and I think one of the biggest pieces is, is that I have, um, you know, within my family's history, you know, refugees mm-hmm. um, and uh, immigration, you know, like, so my parents both immigrated here. And so like a lot of the story of Yaz's grandmother picking Sheffield. <laughs> That's the skittering run of my cat in the background. Sorry. But um, yeah, so uh, of of her, of Yaz's grandmother, Umbreen, mm. going, doesn't Sheffield sound exotic? <laughs> You know, that's, that's a story that's in my family. Too, yeah. You know, yeah. and then, um, so my father, um, he grew up in Taiwan, mm-hmm. um, and his father was a general in the, in Sun Yat-sen's army. Um, and so when, uh, when he and his followers fled, um, from China when, um, the, uh, communists came in or when the communists took over, mm-hmm. um, there, uh, a story that is in my family's history is what it was to escape mm-hmm. from the country that they were born in mm-hmm. to go somewhere else and have to set up a new life, um, because they were going to be killed otherwise, mm-hmm. um, killed or imprisoned or otherwise just, you know, anything. And so um, this is something that many of us that have family that uh, that's Taiwanese have in our history mm-hmm. um, of families being split up um, to be able to escape. And so um, and, you know, we're we're definitely like we're we're not in the minority. A lot of yeah. a lot of us that have. Um, histories of immigration, you know, a lot of the reason why is because somewhere along the lines, we were refugees, you yeah. know? And so, um, there was a lot in, in this episode that really just, um, reached straight down into my heart. And yeah. Just sort of like, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, um, yeah. So it was a lot of my own sort of, um, like the, the the episode reminding me of my own family's um journey that really just reached right down into my heart. Yeah. So. I I was telling Eugenia of course I don't I don't have um a family history of being immigrants. Um of course I'm an African American person and so 
the history of the majority of my family, at least the people of African descent in my family, is is the history of uh, the institution of slavery here in America. Um, however, my grandparents are migrants. My grandparents are part of the Great Migration here in the United States. If you don't know much about the Great Migration, read into that. <laughs> um, there's a great book called The Warmth of Other Suns that you should absolutely read. Um, but anyway, my grandparents were part of the Great Migration of uh, Black people moving north um, from the south. My grandparents are both from South Carolina. They are still alive, my father's parents. Um, and they moved north. North. <laughs> we're not actually north, but we're north of there. Yeah. They moved north here to Baltimore. Um, and they moved north again to leave something that was, uh, it was a, a terrible environment mm-hmm. for them. Um, they moved from the South in the forties. And so, I mean, we know all about what race relations were mm-hmm. then. I mean, we know what they are now, yeah. but we know what race relations were then. Um, and they came looking for better opportunities. They came looking for better, a better life. Um, I'm thankful to say that, of course, they found something yeah. better. <laughs> They're still here. I am here because they are still here. Um, but even this, because it was the story really of Yaz's grandmother, um, it took me to thinking about my relationship with my grandmother, who, mm-hmm. like I said, is still here and um, 90 plus years old. And the conversations I've had with her about what her life was like um, when she was younger mm-hmm. and the hardships that she faced being um, part of a sharecropping family, not always having enough food, um, uh, just being in a very, a very oppressive, a very physically and emotionally and mentally taxing environment mm-hmm. as she grew up. Um, and to know some of the stories that she's told me and to know that she has stories that she still cannot tell at 90 plus years old because mm-hmm. they're that painful. Right. Um, and so we got to see that one little, little glimpse of pain and, and it just made me think about the things that our grandparents held, mm-hmm. that they hold, that they brought with them, the things that they went through for us to be where right. we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like all of us have the stories of pain mm-hmm. that we, <laughs> that we, um, don't always want to dig into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was so, it was so beautiful to me. It was so heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so devastating, but I think one of the most visually beautiful episodes of yeah. Doctor Who that I've ever seen. Um, and one of like, I don't think I've cried that hard at <laughs> an episode and mm-hmm. I don't know how long. Yeah, same. Um, it, yeah, it was beautiful. It really yeah. was beautiful. It was painful, of course, but there were such beautiful themes in it. Right. And, um, and the, for the monsters to not be monsters. Right. Ugh, the, ugh. the idea that the monsters that are introduced, I mean, and this is, this is something that I think British mysteries have always done so well mm-hmm. is introducing mm-hmm. like the, the sort of red herring thing. Yeah. Like introducing someone that you think is the monster or the villain that turns out not to be. Um, so, um, yeah, like I thought that what 
the the demons yeah um, who turned, turned out to be angels be, basically yes, yeah um to to be there with people so they didn't die alone yeah. um was so important and we we have been lucky in this country um in the US to not have you know many instances of war um you know on our shores on our shores yeah. you know um that is not the case with very many other countries yeah. um even the ones that you know and and you know when it comes down to it like this concept of something being there for someone in their dying moments yeah. so they don't end this world in the not yeah. just the agony and pain of death but the agony of feeling utterly yeah. alone yeah. i think is so it's so heart-wrenching you know and it's so it's it's amazing to see in this show and so i think one of the things that you know i kept seeing several people say about this so it didn't feel like a doctor who episode <laughs> and i was like you know it it would be the show would be a miss to have a pakistani woman as a companion and never ever yeah, not dig into that yeah never yeah. dig into partition never dig into um british history of imperialism and colonialism like it just it, it would be a massive oversight yeah um to not have it you know yeah. and i think that um I, i'm really so happy that this episode too. got made that um mr patel i think yeah. is his name got to write and i said i would say mr just because i can't remember his <laughs> right. first name but um like to 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 be able to to put a little piece of his own story out to the people that really need to hear it. And again, that telling our telling their own stories, mm -hmm. having somebody who this would be the history of his family, mm -hmm. um, being able to tell that story is so is so important. It's yeah. so different. That story would not have been the same if somebody on the outside had written it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it was so affecting. Like, you know, human stories are human stories, right? They all have these big themes that you can kind of relate to, but everybody's life is so particular. Mm -hmm, right. You know, everybody's story is so particular that even with overarching themes that we can all connect to, that Eugenia can connect to, that I can connect to, you really have to have somebody who has lived it right. to be able to tell it the right, right. way. Um and ha this was such in stark contrast to the Rosa episode for yeah, me. Yeah, same. Um, although it is very important that a black woman wrote the Rosa episode, right. and I'm so happy about that. Um, this just felt so different because it was, even though it happened in the border between India and Pakistan, it is telling a very specific story in order to tell the larger story of English imperialism, yep. colonialism. Um and so it's an English story yeah, <laughs> in that is. way, right? It is. And so it felt so much different right. than the Rosa story right. because and of that. Yeah, yeah, it is an English story. And it's the story of British people, yeah. you know, because yeah. how you they are, became British people. Right, yeah. right. Because, you know, Yaz is British. Yeah. Like, you know, she may be Pakistani, yeah. but, you know, in her descent, but she is British. She's a British woman. And so yeah. this is something that... Of course, it has a place in Doctor Who. Yeah. Because these people, you can't just have the idea and the avatar of them in mm -hmm. the show and mm -hmm. then never care about who they actually are. Yeah. This is what it means to be British and to be Pakistani. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's 
I'm so happy. It's important to tell that. that. Right. Yeah. I'm so happy that Chibnall cared yeah. to, to hire this writer. I'm so happy that this writer was so brave to put something that was going to be very controversial out there. And it has shown to be controversial. A lot of people are sitting there saying, it doesn't have a place. Like, what happened to my happy little uh, sci-fi show? Well, was it really a happy was little sci-fi like, show? When was it ever happy? Yeah. You know? Where you didn't have to face yeah. the actual reality yeah. of some people that you that are sitting right next to you. Like, yeah. like what is this, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm so happy that this episode ever happened me too like yeah this season this this season man i mean it just it brings to mind a conversation i had a while back um when it was it was not about the the show it was about the women's march actually oh yeah um and and all of the different opinions about that and why some people wanted to participate and some people didn't Mm -hmm. and you know having the conversation and the other person saying to me um I'm so sad that we, that the division has gotten this wide or, you know, and I said, the division has always been this, like, it's always been this wide. Mm -hmm. Yep. The difference is now you're hearing us who are on the other side of it. Yep. Like all you've heard is your side of the dividing line. And we've been so far away and we had no microphones. And so you were able to believe that everything was fine. Right. Now we have bullhorns and you have to hear us. So let me tell you, I was actually accidentally, well, unexpectedly in D.C. this weekend. Oh, during the march? During the march. And I was like, oh, whoops, that was today. Whoops. Um, And I, some of the signs that these women were carrying around, I was so, I was like, please do not make me make a scene (laughs) by taking this. And either yelling at them about it or tearing it in half. Yeah. But there was one that really stuck out to me that I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, which was a woman that had, um, so you know that character Agrit Suko from the, yes. mm-hmm. the little like angry little yep. like. I actually like that. Red Panda. Yeah. On Netflix. <laughs> On Netflix. Yeah, I like it. So it had a, so like they'd cut out a picture of Agrit Suko, two pictures of her, one when she wasn't mad and one mm. when she was mad. Um, and for the one that she was mad, the one that she wasn't mad said before Trump. Mm-hmm. And then the one where she was mad said after Trump. And I was like, okay, for you, maybe. Yeah. For me. The rest of us. For all the rest of us. We've been. We've been that one. Yeah. The, angry the whole one. time. <laughs> Our whole lives. Oh, yeah. The ones that say if Hillary had won, we'd all be at brunch. No. Like all those kinds of things. And I'm like, really? No. Because I'm not sure that my life was much greater. Um, but yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, that we're not gonna aside. we're not gonna go down that that, that road. But the point is, <laughs> the point is for me that I feel like this season has given like it does not close the divide, right? But it has given those of us on the other side the microphone right. for a while, you right. know. Um, and I love that, you know. I love I love to see that. I love to hear that. Um, that if we're going to talk about, if we're going to talk about British people, because we have to, because this mm-hmm. is a British show, that we're going to talk about all the facets of British people um, and how they came to be. So, yeah, um, in 2018, 2019, um, those of us on the other side of the chasm yeah. kind of have a bullhorn now. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next episode, which is Kerblam. So this episode, 
Uh, okay, so it wasn't my favorite. It mm. absolutely was not my favorite. Mm. Um, Lee Mack is a comedian I've seen for a long time, so it was nice seeing him in an episode. Mm. Um, I've mainly seen him on like quiz shows that I love, so that was fun. Um, and I usually love any episode with creepy robots. Like one of my <laughs> one of my favorite episodes ever was a. Uh, a uh, fourth doctor and Leela era episode called the robots of death. Mm. And it really did remind, remind me of that. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I love voyage of the dam. That's always like, yeah. Oh, these serv- servant robots. Look, they all went wrong. But, yes. um, I think one of the great things about, uh, Kerb Lamb as an episode was the idea that it showed, um, you know, real AI. Mm. <laughs> so like the Kerblam, like AI started protecting itself, mm-hmm. you know, or trying to call the doctor to protect itself <laughs> from someone, a human that was working there that was trying to destroy them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, so I love that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like it wasn't a super remarkable episode to me, yeah. except for the idea that it really did present what it is when, um, when people use terror mm-hmm. um, to try to spur a revolution. Mm. And so the janitor that Graham was working with that turned out to be the mastermind of the, the Kerblam Kerblam. The Kerblam Kerblam. Kerblam. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the idea that even in the midst, so, you know, he's someone who is a terrorist, mm-hmm. you know, um, who's trying to overthrow this organization because they're, they're, um, you know, not hiring people. They're, they're, you know, and this is, this is, in fact, an actual very important story for yeah, us to is. discuss yeah, now in this time yeah. where, um, automation yeah, is people threatening losing people's jobs. jobs. Yeah. yeah. So it is something worth talking about. Um, but, it's very interesting to see, you know, uh, this particular type of revolution that is something that we are discussing in our everyday yeah. um, conversations about why we have Trump and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but that this this movement has a young face on it. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. And a young face that even in the pursuit of his revolution, that clearly he is, you know, masterminded and, and you know, pursued, that he is he has had to deal with loss as well, even yeah. in that pursuit with his the girl he liked, you know, getting curblammed. Yeah. So it's a it's an interesting episode. I think they didn't have the time that I would have wanted to really to delve into that. Into that. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, there's a lot to present in that episode. It's a big one. Yeah, um, I would have loved a two parter. I think of that. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about what you said about having a young face yeah. on it. Um, and and how people will say, you know, well racism will die patriarchy will die like it's it's the old people Mm -hmm. and they're all dying off and then you know once they're gone blah 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 and yet here we are like we're seeing that that's not in fact what's happening at all right because those people teach their kids and their grandkids and it's being passed down like a virus it's generational yeah with those yeah those kids yeah and just thinking about that exactly exactly i was just that's actually what was the um image i was seeing in my mind is of that group of young kids you know taunting and staring down an elder who's a veteran as well like not that they care right right right. (laughs) so you're you're for the military only when it gets it lets you you know crap on people of color exactly and so i'm i'm thinking you know but i'm thinking look that that's the that's the flip 
of what we're saying is supposed right. to be happening. Like the old people are supposed to die off and then that will kill all of the racism right. and stuff. And yet here we are. It was the young people who were there in the MAGA hats, yeah. right? And who were ready to... um be be protesting against the rights of of women the reproductive rights of women right. like that was the whole point of them, them being, being there, there right and so obviously um being young is not mm-hmm. any any um guaranteed way of being more liberal or no. of uh being more humane humane with anybody right like there's nothing about youth that makes you inherently more humane there's monsters across all exactly right right and and we're seeing that terrorism has no age like it's just passing down um through the generations yeah yeah yeah, and so I would have loved to have yeah, like that more sort of, time to dig yeah. into that. But it was a good episode; it was entertaining. Nah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was one of those that di- that I didn't love because I don't like the Doctor Who episodes where most of it ends up, most of the plot ends up in the last ten minutes. Because um, if it hasn't, like, if it's not like. If I'm not getting enough of the plot before yeah. then, I'm just kind of like, I get impatient. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It feels yeah. like a filler. Yeah. It feels like filler yeah. to me. It yeah. definitely felt like that. Yeah. Um. So, yes. And then the episode after that. Okay. So, the episode after that was The Witchfinder. Ah, uh, 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 oh, yes. I love, I love Alan Cumming. Um, I, I actually wrote down in my notes when I was watching that when I was like, the gayest King James ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also wrote down Christian skin are, are crawling all over the place right um but yeah i i really i thought that was such an entertaining episode it was so much fun and oh my god it was we were just talking about this before we started recording but it was incredibly active yeah it was um i it didn't was. realize that the woman what i forget her name but the the becca woman, becca oh yeah, yeah the chop down the tree mm-hmm. uh that that was uh, what was her name from downton from abbey. downton abbey mrs something it'll come to she me was in a the minute one that was but she was the Thomas. evil one yes. yeah <laughs> right yes and i recognized it took me a little minute and i was like why do i know her right yeah yeah and so she but that was impeccable phenomenal yeah, yeah, actress yeah. and it so great. it was almost like i loved having um alan coming in the episode but he was almost kind of an aside you know yeah, like because yeah. she just she held down that that mm-hmm. episode episodes so well i really loved the imagery of all of those women that had been i mean it was not great but it was like okay parts of it were great parts of it were not mm. but all of those women that had been drowned the mud women yes yeah. the mud women yeah. oh god i loved the imagery of them chasing yeah after people yeah like, that was oh, creepy it was so great. creepy yeah. i love i love so i love a lot of the zombie themed episodes mm. like you don't like waters of mars but i love no, waters, oh, of, waters mars. of mars scares the crap i out of love so that episode so much and I yeah. love that the main actress in yeah. it too. Um, and that I love that Gemma Chan. Gemma is Chan, in. yeah. <laughs> well, but that's always a We're given. going to love wherever yes. Gemma Chan is. Yes. But um, yeah, like that episode, it was just such a women heavy yeah, it was. episode. It was. It was. And that was so great to see everything from, um, you know, and the main thing that I think, again, that this season has, has brought to the forefront that I haven't seen before is that even if a character has weaknesses they can still be good mm-hmm. so like um the granddaughter of the woman that we yeah. see get drowned at the beginning um who uh you know has some medicinal understanding has some sort of uh like understanding of um you know and her grandmother did yeah. as well um that even though she's one of the good guys mm-hmm. she 
She buckles. She buckles. Yeah. yeah. And that's important to see. Yeah. That you can buckle and recover and still, come, and back. still yeah. come back, you know? And so, like, you know, we talk a lot lately about cancellation culture and stuff yeah. like that. And there's yeah. instances where, uh, you know, it's 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 necessary it's necessary mm-hmm. um but you know things like this with someone who we care about yeah. we feel for that's that's someone we see as good mm-hmm. if they buckle it it's not everything yeah you know that it doesn't not, have to be right it doesn't have to be everything. yeah it doesn't have to be the end of it um, right and i did i I absolutely love seeing a a witch themed um, episode just because I lean in that direction myself. That's (laughs) one of the things (laughs) is one of the things that I do. And so seeing, you know, witch trials and, and having it be made very clear that like these women are not evil. They haven't done anything wrong. Um, They've been, they're being sacrificed for different reasons. Um, and to have her say, like, she tried to help me. Right. It was because she knew things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sacrificed her. It also made me, I was I was telling Sarah, it made me laugh because I don't know if you know who, like, Meech on Mars is. Uh, you guys look him up if you have not um, ever seen him. He's on Twitter and Instagram or whatever. Um, his name is Demetrius Harmon. And he's a young man who is, like, a comedian. Um, and he uses comedy to kind of talk about, uh, mental health and mm-hmm. so forth oh, and fun. so on. But he, he and his best friend make these very short videos. And I think they started out on Vine and now they've moved over to Instagram and Twitter. But they did want Sarah says they did. <laughs> she is the expert and she introduced me to them. Okay. But, um, <laughs> they actually did a video on like witch trials, <laughs> witch hunts oh, wow. and witch trials. And one they did was saying, you know, you dunk the witch in the water and like, if she's innocent, she'll drown. And if she comes out, she a witch and then we'll kill her. And so then to like watch the episode and I'm like, this is literally what they're doing. If you drown, you're innocent. And if you survive, we'll hang right. you. Like, either way, these women were going right. to die. Right. Um, but yeah, to, to see that, to have Alan coming in this episode as, comic relief and Mm -hmm. what could have been a very heavy very creepy very sad episode that was another thing um throughout the season that i really enjoyed like there seemed to be a moment of kind of comic relief and all of them that i really like um but yeah alan was just it was wonderful he was a wonderful addition uh although i didn't note down that i was like and he has these black buck fantasies about ryan how wonderful so yeah but we don't know if like yes he does have that yeah because he calls him my nubian prince that's right i forgot about that i was like oh "Oh, god (laughs) like and what about you my nubian prince (laughs) and i'm like oh good lord (laughs) Um, yeah. And what are you Ryan's into? Torture? Been- and Ryan is like, uh, paperwork mostly, your magic. <laughs> Paper. Ooh. But, but wasn't he also, like, he, he mentioned being attracted to the doctor as well. Right? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he seemed to be, like, down for whatever oh, yes. with whoever. Which yeah. is so important yeah. to see, yeah. too. Because we know that Alan Cumming himself is yes, bi. is a bisexual man. Yeah, yes. and so I yeah. love that it didn't that the show didn't try to erase that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that, exactly. That it wasn't just one 
playing um, same-sex attraction as a joke. It wasn't yeah. necessarily a joke. We know no, that yeah. he, he really that. he really did. Yeah and, yeah, and the fact that, you know, he also was attracted to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And I think Yaz as well. Yeah. And I think Becca as well. Probably Becca a little bit. Like, <laughs> they looked Maybe like there was a little Graham, bit. Right. I'm not sure. There was a little bit of flirtation yes. happening there. Yeah. But yeah, I like that little moment of, like, actual history right. of having King James being a part of it and really talking just lightly about mm-hmm. who King James actually was. Right. Um and even then, like he I guess we couldn't have really called him a villain. Like he yeah. he was being ridiculous <laughs> and doing witch trials and stuff. But I didn't really think of him like as like the villain no. of the episode. But even he got those moments of real emotion right. like being able to talk about you know what happened to his mother what right. happened to his father what happened to the people who raised him and having this kind of zeal and right. saying you know i think i'm here because god wants right. me here and what a struggle that might be within somebody who might think that you know the way i am could be sinful right. and so as long as i'm doing his work he'll keep me alive right. um and how that's still something that happens <laughs> to right. this day in 2019 that I still see people that I have friends and family members and everybody else who people who are not straight people, mm-hmm. queer people who feel like they owe certain things to God because they feel like who they are mm-hmm. is sinful. And right. so, you know, I'm trying to do these things to be on the right side of God. Um that was all that was all very poignant, yeah, you know, to me, and for um Becca to say, "I feel like I'm evil, I let the devil in, I've done the wrong thing, and if I could sacrifice enough um to make myself <laughs> on the side of God, and so yeah it 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 said a little bit about i mean of course it didn't we can't delve deeply right. in an hour, but it said a little bit about about faith, about Christianity, about what people feel like they have to do mm-hmm. um, to be on the right side of right. God. I was just peeping under the table at my cat who is licking something off of the floor. What, what is, is that? that? I don't know what that is, but whatever it is, <laughs> I have now gotten crazy. away from her. She's crazy. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Eugenia will talk while I... Okay, but yes. No, I, I... And it's funny. Yeah, it. like, I I think that it's so great to to not just see these characters as being like, oh, look, look, here is an example of, you know, that the their sexuality, you know, yeah. here's an example. Oh, okay. But to sort of put, uh, to contextualize it. Yeah. You know? And there's no good and evil. Right. Right. Like, that's another thing that I haven't seen um, much this season. Like, there aren't the bad baddies that yes. are just completely evil with no with no reason mm-hmm. um for who they are like everybody has some some degree of humanity some yeah. degree of softness like even manish who i was screaming at by the end of it but even then there was you know there was humanity in mm-hmm. him there was good in him you yeah. know um nani did that whole what was her name? Umbreen? Umbreen, yeah. Umbreen. She did that whole speech about yes. how, you know, you worked, you you uh, went, were in the fields with us, you made sure we ate, you went without, like, even seeing people who have done awful things, um, 
you leave room for their humanity and for there to be good in them, for yeah. there to be light in them. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's so important. It's something we need right, right. now. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And even with the, the big bads, you yeah. know, like Tim Shaw this season. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. a big bad. But you know that he's a product of his yeah. society. And yeah. so, like, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. But there's this big warring society that is, like, you know, collecting teeth. As yeah. Teeth and people. Teeth. Collecting teeth and people Ugh. since whenever they started. Right. But, uh, but everything had a reason, right? right? There's no evil without reason. And right. so, like, I, I really loved that about this episode, like, Things weren't monsters just to be monsters. Right. Like right. everybody had an explanation for the right. way they were. So absolutely. And then moving on. So moving on to the next episode, which I loved, even though I'm terrified of frogs. And this is something that not a lot of people <laughs> that I don't talk Are about a lot. Really? I really I do not like frogs at you all. I love spiders. I and love not spiders frogs. and not frogs. <laughs> I just I, 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 I don't like them at all. I don't like toads. I don't like frogs. Is it the jumping? I don't, it's the 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 bumping. I think it's the bumpiness. I think it's the mouth movement. Oh. Like, they gross me out. Oh, okay. They really well. gross me out. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. So, the next episode after The Witch Finders is It Takes You Away, mm. which is something that we have the very first actor with a disability on Playing the show Playing somebody ever. with a disability, yeah. Um, what was her name? Oh, Hannah. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is a girl who has been left alone mm-hmm. in her house by her father. Yeah. Um, and so she, um, you know, it's, it's such an interesting episode. So like we, so let's, let's just sort of take a moment and talk about what a big deal it is mm-hmm. to finally, like, so Doctor Who has had a really, really, really bad history. I'm not even going to yeah. say marked. It was bad. bad history with disability. How every time you see a character in a wheelchair, they're a villain. They're the monster. Yeah, yeah, so Davros is like one of the most iconic monsters of all time and mm-hmm. he is a person with a, a person, a, Entity, an entity, <laughs> the thing. disability. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and then we see in the parallel, like, um, Rose's dad, yes. like, uh, world that it, you know, that that is a person, the like, the Davros in that mm-hmm. world is a person, person. Yeah. that is in a wheelchair. Yes. And then we have what was his name, Max, whatever, from um, Voyage of the Damned with the tooth, like, again, a person yeah. with a disability yeah. Yeah. that you have made into a villain. Yes. So it's so wonderful to finally see this show make even a tiny step in the direction of representation. Yeah, and that she was a central character. Like, she she wasn't off to the side. And she was phenomenal, too. She was, um, you know, as a character Mm -hmm. and as an actress, as a character, she's so sympathetic. She's so um, smart. Yeah. Like, the fact that she, like, can figure out, like, she decides that she doesn't like Ryan because, what was it that Ryan said? Ryan said that your dad was a runner oh yeah yeah Yeah. so that he left my father would never leave me right yeah yeah and so oh so wonderful and then um the fact that she figured out that what they wrote they wrote something on there that was not a map right Mm -hmm. she sounded like she was writing something right right. Yeah. yeah And so she's a great character yeah. and she's someone who ends up saving everyone. Right. She was what cracked it. Right. Because she's the one who goes in and says, 
like so the parallel universe that was invented by the frog yeah um, like i don't remember the, the one, name of the yeah. universe yeah she's the one that goes in and says you're not my you're mother not my mother yeah yep. and I, like the fact that she's the one that's able to like bring them all back mm-hmm. like oh phenomenal yeah phenomenal and for her to say because it's not about what she can see Right. Of course. So it has to be what she can feel. Right. And she's like, this, you don't feel like my mother. I mm-hmm. don't know what you are, but you're right. not my mother. Right. And why can't the rest of you tell that? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this episode is not without its... It is not without its issues. Yes. For me, at least. Um, <laughs> It's always that there are optics that are a problem. Um, for me, first of all, that Ryan, of course, says, oh, no, your dad he's a runner like he just he he did a runner and you don't want to admit that Mm -hmm. and of course that's because ryan is the one whose father takes off on him and so forth and so that's always kind of been that's always going to be kind of a deep problem for me that we have this young black man on the series and he is without parents um for various reasons but that black fatherhood is shown as being you know something that comes and goes that a father would dip out and run Mm -hmm. so so for him to just assume that dads don't stick around yeah um was kind of a problem for me and then um at one point hannah saying i'll call the police and i'm like "Eh, that does not look very good dad is white girl saying she's about to call the police on this black man nor to bust him in the head with the door. Nor to say, not this one. Yeah, why don't leave me with this one? Which, of course, now look, Hannah does not necessarily know he's a black man, she, right? I probably has no idea. Right. So <laughs> it's not about the choice of the character so much as I'm like, these optics are bad, right? right? Um, She doesn't say, don't leave me with him because he's black. She right. says, don't leave me with him because he doesn't believe that my father is, you know, stuck somewhere right. and, you know, would have left me. But it just looked. It looked yeah. bad for me, and it yeah. gave me a it gave me a twinge. Right, yeah. but then we also have within this episode the the fake oh god, what is her name? Um, grandma. Oh, fake Nan, fake Nan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was also bothersome. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're gonna have Nan, just let Nan be in the right. entire season. So yeah, it, it was it was really bothersome when when she first popped up. I went like Nan, and it gave me a moment of joy. Um, only for her to be wrenched away, right. you know, uh, just a short while later and to have her say, you know, kind of leave, leave Ryan and come <laughs> with me, which is something that um, Nan would Nan never, would never have said. Um, and that Graham didn't, Graham so selfishly didn't even think. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. And so it did, it took a while for him to say, I know you can't be Grace because she would never say yeah. to leave Ryan behind. Mm. Um, but yeah, that gave me a little, that was a little dig yeah. for me as well. Yeah. I don't think with all of the expansiveness and all of the diversity, which I really, really loved, um, I always feel like I always feel like black women are on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And we're always going to be the last considered and the last to be thought about. And yeah. so it already hurt to lose the one black woman at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we didn't need salt <laughs> right. rubbed in the wound. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, those small things bothered me. However, um, by and large, I thought, I thought the episode was a good episode. Yeah. And I was really happy to see, um, the young act, the young actress who was blind. Yes. That really, that really did my heart good. When yes. I saw her, I was like, oh, isn't this wonderful? Yes. You know, so yeah, yeah, it was lovely to see. Yep. 
And then we have, after that one, the final episode of the main season, which was, I can't even pronounce it, the Battle of Rancor Avcolos. Yeah. <laughs> let me see, let me see it written out. I'm so confused. <laughs> like, the, I mean, okay, so this I episode, saw it written, Rancor right. Avcolos. Yes. Yeah. So this is um, an episode where we meet, like, two all-powerful beings, mm-hmm. right, that are able to snap planets in and out of existence mm. pretty much or not like what to sort of like harness them mm-hmm. and so they they're always together um there's always two of them and what we find is that tim shaw has tim ended shaw. up through the doctor's actions on this planet mm. um and led these two all-powerful beings astray um so it wasn't a super memorable episode to mm. me, except I really enjoyed it because it was a, just fun. Mm. Um, but it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, um, you know, uh, when when good people. So okay, so the context for this is um, I don't know, I don't even remember when I saw this, but um, some I think New York Times article written about um, you know why. Uh, evangelical Christians have thrown their hats in with Trump. Mm -hmm. And um, some, apparently, uh, the way he's being socialized in that group is that he's their savior. He's their king. Mm -hmm. He's the one that's going to set, like, all evidence to the contrary. Um, He's going to set America back on a Christian path. And so it's so interesting to me to have seen this episode where now... Um, two all-powerful beings that are, um, you know, beings of people of faith, mm-hmm. you know, beings of faith, beings humans of faith, of faith yeah. whatever you want to call them. They're not humans. Um, but two that are that are able to do so much are able to be duped and led astray <sighs> and, like, left to do the bidding of a monster. Yeah. And that's something that I think is worth discussing, yeah. you know. It's worth – seeing that it's there, you know, and it's worth um, acknowledging and being able to recognize um, because it is our reality right it now. It is. It's what we're living in. Yeah. Um, it, and, and it's it's interesting to think about a faith that says that you are basically the chosen one mm-hmm. and what that means for everybody who is not you. Right. Um, and it's basically, you know, to hell with the rest of us, <laughs> you right. know, um, and, and, you know, I come from, I am no longer a, a Christian person, but mm-hmm. I come from a very strong Christian family. Like my father is a minister, like mm-hmm. that, that level of faith. Um, and so I've seen that from the inside. I've seen people having to make that choice mm-hmm. and what that does to you, um, as a person of faith and how Christianity has now somehow been condensed into anti-gay and anti-abortion like basically that's what it means nowadays right and so anybody who is anti the things i'm anti then Mm -hmm. i will ride with them even if everything else about them Mm -hmm. is i just want to say evil it's just awful (laughs) you know Awful. awful um and so yeah what what is what this is kind of a critique on faith mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, kind of uh, uh, putting a, a lens on it and mm-hmm. trying to think about 
what it does to you and mm-hmm. what it can do to you yep. um, and how you can be led astray right. by it. Right. And we, we've not had much cause before this to really, really talk to about religion at all yeah. or faith or any of it. Like I, as an atheist um, and someone that, uh, you know, uh, I tend to not enter into these conversations mm-hmm. with most people because I know I'm in the minority. Mm. Um, and so, and I know that very often my opinion or my perspective or my experience is just going to be thrown away yeah. by the idea that I am godless or whatever. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And so... Well, you're a heathen. Right, I'm a heathen. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't enter into these conversations very much. And so I'm very interested in the idea that this, that, that Doctor Who is giving us this opportunity opportunity to really talk about what faith is. I think we have to, though. I think we do. You know? I think, you know, it'd be very interesting for us to do a future episode about this from our two perspectives. I would love to. Yeah, Um, I think we would love to. Especially because both of us actually are in the minority as far as faith and religion are concerned. Right. You know, um, Eugenia having just said that she is an atheist and I myself being a member of an African traditional Mm -hmm. religion. So, you know, at least in this country... I am among the minority as far right. as religion and faith is concerned. I would love to do that. I would love yeah. to have an episode to kind of dig into what yeah. it's like to be a minority, not only as in our skin, <laughs> like racially, but also just across the like, board. God damn it. We're, just, <laughs> we're women. <laughs> we're women of color. We don't follow uh, the right religion. <laughs> we're short. Across <laughs> the board. <laughs> It's just problem. <laughs> We're just minority. We're minors <laughs> in every way. Yeah. So yeah, I put a pin in that. That'll yes. be a future episode, maybe yes. when we can think about how to kind of dig into that. Yeah. But. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do think that would be something um, interesting to yes. dig into, and interesting that we were given that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I feel like we did, we haven't really yep. delved into, mm-hmm. but that is. Um, kind of worthy of discussing particularly in the world we find ourselves right. in like conservatism isn't just riding roughshod across america it's mm-hmm. riding roughshod across the world mm-hmm. um yeah and, and it's hurting us all over the right. world and so that's something you know that we need to we need to talk about mm-hmm. and stop kind of shying away from mm-hmm. um because people are doing awful things in the name of their god yep Absolutely. And that's not something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the human existence has been, had a lot of people doing awful things in right. the name of their God. Right. So yeah. Something to discuss. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so um, we still had one, one more episode to talk about now the that, you know, the new year one, but you haven't seen that. Episode I haven't seen yet. that one yet. Um, and so I think we should probably come back to it at the later okay. episode because there's a lot in there to discuss. Maybe so. that's something we can like add into one of our grab bag episodes. Yeah, maybe. Or I think that yeah. might be a good one because yeah. in that episode, and we are, I already mentioned this to you, yeah. we see Ryan's we, dad. Yeah. And I really and, do want to dig yeah, into that one. There's so much there. And give it some thought, especially because Ryan being dadless, yeah. parentless throughout, um, the season has been such a sticking point mm-hmm. for me. So I want to see how that is. It's funny because I think 
the name of the episode is Resolution, Resolution, right? right. And I was going to say, it would be interesting to me to see how that is resolved. Yeah, it's, it, and it's <laughs> so. going to be very interesting because, um, so I will be um, perfectly honest about like where I am in my life mm-hmm. is that like for me, um, I like I've been in therapy for the past few months mm-hmm. and one of the main features has been around my relationship with my father. Yeah. And so I think maybe we, we do this episode and we talk. We can it's talk gonna, about dads. Yeah, we can talk about dads because yeah. I think, have we done that episode yet? I don't think we have. Okay. Where we've dug into. No, let's do yeah, that. Let's <laughs> do it. All right. Keep, keep, to, wait, keep what is it stay, stay tuned, tuned. Stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> keep tuned keep tuned in to us keep tuned um, in. but stay tuned that is something yes. that we will um talk about actually um coming up soon yes so. definitely yeah yeah yay All so right. yeah so that's um that's our take on this, season. on this season we've just been so happy and it's been so nice to really have something to look forward to yeah again um you know for me uh, they, I, 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 my behavior tends to be that I let a few episodes accrue mm-hmm. on my uh, DVR, DVR before I watch, yeah. unless I really am like, I want Doctor Who this minute, which yeah. happens too. Yeah. And so, um, this this season, I'm so excited to go through the whole thing again. Yeah, it's, I do want to go I back and watch probably, some of them again. Yeah, I'll probably give Rosa a miss just to be honest. Yeah, I don't need um, to see that again. I'm, Back and forth on Kerblam. I don't know. I feel yeah. like I, it said everything it needed to. Yeah. Um, or I, I saw everything it had to say the first time. But I, there's a lot in this season. There are that's a few worth, I'm going to watch again. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. It's been few seasons since there's actually been anything I wanted to rewatch. Yeah. I don't think in the last probably three seasons I've yeah. rewatched much. Same. So, the, yeah, the idea that I really want to see these again and just sit down and instead of sitting down and, you know, watching them so that I can talk about them yes. on the podcast just to enjoy. Um, yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah, me that too. I'm back I'm in just that, sitting here like I'm smiling. back in that way of like really enjoy, just enjoying the yeah. show again. Mm-hmm. So, Same. Yeah. Yay! Thumbs up on the season, yes, you guys. Very we, much We so. really enjoy this. We're so glad that um, Jody has committed to another season. Yes. I can't wait to see <laughs> um, what she will be like in her second season. I'm so sad that we're going to have to wait through all of 2019 until we see it. Um, but I've been really, really pleased. Yeah. With this season. And it has given us many themes to dig into for future Woke Doctor Who episodes. Yay. yay. All right. Um, So we don't want to go. We don't. But we have to. Bye. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, wait. Also, we don't have to we go. We don't yet. have to go yet because we keep forgetting that to let everyone know that we are um, we are on Spotify. We are. You um, can now hear us on Spotify. Yes, <laughs> we're on Spotify now. Um, What else? Oh, yeah. Also, this is a thing that we've never done yet. Um, and we've been very lazy about it because it's just sort of like we would make this show even if nobody was listening because we Absolutely, just want to. Because we want to talk to each um, other about but it. But if you're enjoying the show, feel free to leave us a yeah, please. rating or comment yes, please. or whatever. Please like and subscribe. That's yeah. what it feels like. Like, like a, a YouTube yes. thing. But yes. yes, please do subscribe to us on um iTunes? on iTunes. Right. Um, and on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and please pass the word to your friends. Yes. Word of mouth to all Whovians and non-Whovians alike who yes. would want to hear our beautiful voices. Yes. Um, and please do uh, rate us, comment on us, and feel free to email us, tweet us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. here, and yeah. we want to hear from you guys. Yes. We make this show not just so that we get 
time to talk about our favorite show, but we make it so that you guys have a place to talk about your right. favorite nerdy things. Right. So. And now I just need to say, see, Justin, we we remembered eventually. We remembered Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, our super producer. <laughs> yes. Who's been asking us for months like, now. Please to- <laughs> tell them. Like, we did it this time. We are starting 2019 off right. Yay! Okay, so now we really don't want to go. But we have to. We have to. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.